This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Imam bin Abi Hatim rahimahullah has a very powerful narration about Ayyub alayhi salam. As I said a few nights ago, oftentimes when we get the dua of a prophet in the Quran, we're getting the summary of the dua. And that's why you might find that another snapshot of that dua occurs in a different surah. The same dua is spoken about in two different ways. Like Zakariya salam's dua, it can appear slightly different in different surahs. And of course, they weren't speaking Arabic either, right? So there's summaries of those duas. Ibn Abi Hatim, he narrates that Ayyub salam, when Ayyub salam was asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lift the hardship that he had been under, he said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, you gave me al-mal, you gave me money, and you gave me children. You gave me all of these blessings. فَلَمْ يَقُمْ أَحَدٌ عَلَىٰ بَابِي يَشْكُونِي بِظُلْمٍ ظَلَمْتُهُ And not a single time in my entire life, when I had all of those blessings that I no longer have, did anyone come to my door complaining about a transgression that I committed against them? So this was one of the forms of tawassul, one of the forms of enhancing dua that we find from Ayyub in this regard. Ya Allah, I understand that people become arrogant by the kingdoms that are given to them, by the goodness that's given to them. Ya Rabb, I had it all and I didn't use it to harm people. So he was asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to restore a blessing and part of that restoration was, Ya Allah, I behaved right when I had the blessing in the first place. So when I'm asking you for that way out, for that refuge, I'm not asking you on a hypothetical basis that if you give me this, then I'll act this way. Ya Allah, I was there and I didn't harm with it. This is also something we take from a very famous hadith, which I have to paraphrase, the hadith of the three men in the cave where the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that three men were stuck in a cave by a, 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 a huge boulder that had moved and trapped them. And so these were three believing men and they spoke to each other and they said, call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bi'amalin with an action that you only did bi'mardatillah, that you only did seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that he may get us out of the situation. So each one of you think of a deed that you can call upon Allah with a time when you knew you did something sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that he may get us out of the situation. And of course, all three of them went through a situation. The first one had a situation in which he said, Ya Rabb, I used to take milk uh, or, or you know, uh, th this, this nourishment to my parents every single night before I went even to my own children. And one night he found them sleeping and he waited until they woke up seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, birrul walidain, the honoring of the parents, right? Even in his old age, he waited until they woke up to give them what he would give them on a regular basis before he would take it to the rest of his family. If you know that I did that for you only, O oh Allah, then remove this boulder from us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused it to move. And then the second person, he gave a very, 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 you know, powerful example where he says that, you know, I had a cousin of mine that I was in love with and I kept calling her to commit an act of indecency 
And she kept on refusing, but then she had a situation in which she was desperate, she needed money. And I used her vulnerability to pay off her debt on the condition that she would fall to that indecency. And she was so desperate that she eventually agreed. And just as he was about to commit that act, and she told him to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he left her. He left that act, though he had her in a vulnerable situation. He said, Ya Allah, you know that I did that only for your sake. I didn't fear the consequences in this world. I did that fearing you. Ya Allah, I left it for your sake. And if you know that to be the case, Ya Allah, remove this boulder. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused it to move. And then the third person, he said, I had an employee. I had someone that I had employed, you know, for, for something in regards to my crops. And he said, we agreed upon a portion. And when I tried to give him his portion, he, he didn't take it from me. And then I took that share of his and I invested it. And subhanAllah, through that share of his, all types of blessing in his work, all types of blessing in his garden. You know, flocks of, of, of sheep and all types of gardens grew out of it. And then the man came back years later and said, pay me back my share. And I told him, take everything that came from the share. SubhanAllah, look at the honesty, the integrity of this man. He didn't just tell him, take the same amount that I promised you back then. He said, everything that grew out of that share is yours. I don't want any of it. And the man says, Ittaqillah, fear Allah, don't make fun of me. He said, I'm not making fun of you. And he said, Ya Allah, if you know that I gave it away to him purely, Purely for your sake, Ya Allah, remove this boulder. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed the boulder altogether. This is called a tawassud ilallah bil amal salih To mention deeds that you did for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your dua. Now just like every single section we have been covering, it's tricky. It's tricky because there is a line. We talked about how when you show your hal, when you mention your desperation, you shouldn't do it in a way that you're complaining. Likewise, when you mention something you did for Allah, you should not do it in a way as if Allah owes you something now. Right? Like, it, it's like they're boasting. Like, Ya Allah, I've been a good Muslim all these years. Ya Allah, I did this, I did this, I did that for you. As if you're, you're telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He was unfair to you. No, no, no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who, you know, who can, who can boast with you because you wouldn't have been able to do that good deed had it not been that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enabled you to do that good deed. So don't sit there and say, I was a good Muslim, I did this and now I'm angry with you, Ya Allah, as if Allah is being unfair with you. So just like there is a limit when you are showing your desperation, showing, you know, complaining of poverty or complaining of oppression, you're not suggesting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been unfair to you. In the same way, when you mention a good deed in your dua that you did for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't do it in the form of men. You don't do it in the form of uh, boasting or saying that Allah owes you something. You do it in the form of saying, Ya Allah, I was in a situation and I could have wronged someone. I could have done this. Ya Allah, but it was out of my love for you. Ya Allah, it was out of my principle. Ya Allah, I left this job. There was something that was there for me. I had a career opportunity. And I left that money for your sake. Ya Allah, so give me risk halal. That's, that's a perfect example of it. I left this haram for your sake, Ya Allah. So I'm asking you for halal. And the ulama mentioned here that the connection is not that, Ya Allah, I have showed you good, so return it to me. It is actually also a form of humility. The form of humility here is, Ya Rabb, 
Whatever I put forth of an ihsan, of, of goodness, I know that your ihsan is always going to be greater than my ihsan. So it's actually also a form of humility. I know, Ya Allah, that there is no way that I'll ever do something good that won't be repaid by something better from you. So I'm only mentioning the good in that regard. Some of the, the more regular forms of this could be, you know, when you finish your fasting, for example. And the dua is, is weak in terms of the hadith. The sanad of the hadith, Allahumma anni laka sumt wa bika amant wa alayka tawakkalt. This narration is actually not authentic, but the concepts are there. That you affirm your belief, I believe in you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this fast was for you. Ya Allah, I, I've, I'm, I'm giving this sadaqah uh, for your sake. Ya Allah, when we complete the Qur'an, when you do your dua after you complete the Qur'an, Ya Rabb, you know, we, we read this Qur'an or I read this Qur'an seeking your pleasure and then you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what you're going to ask Him for. Uh, you can also, you know, if you feel subhanAllah in, in a moment of intense connection, some of the Salaf, they said that if you feel like you are in a deep moment of connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَاسْأَلْهُ بِحُبِّكَ إِلَيْهِ Say, oh Allah, by the love that I have for you, I'm feeling a deep connection. Or if you're reading about the Prophet ﷺ and you feel a moment of connection to the Prophet ﷺ and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bihubbi li nabiyyik sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, by the love that I have for your Prophet. So these are means of intensifying and personalizing the dua. So if you go through the different things, you always find the counterpart. SubhanAllah, don't mention don't mention your bad moments, your vulnerabilities, without first extolling the blessings that he's shown to you. When we talked about, uh, and actually subhanAllah, Shaykh Yasir added to this, uh, this idea of iftiqar or inkisar, bayni yadayillah, to be broken in, the, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't neglect the blessings that he has shown you, the good things that he's given you before you complain about some of the hardships that you're going through. And don't mention the things that you have done for his sake without first thanking him for the things that he has done for you. That's how you balance it out. Okay? And so, Ya Allah, anytime I have done something, Lam akun bi You've never let me down before, right? That's sort of the, the way that you phase into this part. You've never let me down before, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, this abd of yours, this grateful slave of yours, who's so grateful that you enabled them to do one good thing. Ya Allah, here's this one humble good thing that I did for your sake. Ya Rabb, I know that you will do more for me. That is a form of humility. And so it's in the tone and it's also in the implication, what is being implied and the substance. Lastly, from the hadith of the three men in the cave, they pointed to something that was very tangible, something that they were very sure of, and not something that they had brought up before. You can't say that I did it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you told everybody else about it. <laughs> so these three men are hearing this from each other for the very first time. That's also the implication. It's not like, you know, hey, I think I'm going to tell Allah about that time that I did this. Remember I told you about this 20, 30 times already? You know? So it's not like, yeah, Allah, I've been serving this community for 10 years. You've already told the community you've served it for 10 years. Don't do that, right? It's deep secrets. Ya Rabb, I'm standing up in Qiyamul Layl. Ya Allah, I've forsaken my bed and you were worth it and you deserve more. But Ya Allah, just as I've forsaken my sleep for these two rakahs, Ya Allah, provide me with this, this, this and that.
Ya Allah, I ask you for Jannah. Ya Allah, I forsake the comfort of my bed. Ya Allah, I ask you for the luxury of a Jannah. Not Ya Allah, I have forsaken the comfort of my bed. I hope you appreciate it. No, no, no. No, absolutely not. Because who woke you up? Allah. Who brought you into existence? Allah. In fact, you started off by Alhamdulillah ladhi ahyana, right? You praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving you life after you had been dead. So Ya Allah, this is a small thing that I put forward. And Ya Allah, because of my husn al-dhan in you, my good expectation of you, I ask you for more. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a Lord who loves to be asked. Allah is a Lord who loves to be asked. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our fasting, to accept our Qur'an, Amen. to accept our sadaqah, to accept our salah, to make it Amen. all sincerely for his sake. Amen. And to overwhelm us with his reward. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullah khair. Jazakumullah khair. If I may ask you just to stay for a few, 30 minutes.